0: This is Tanakhcast. Welcome back to TanakhCast. This is episode 54. We'll begin with a brief summation of the book of Joshua chapters 12 through 15 and follow with a consideration of Easter eggs. Ancient civilizations kept king lists as a form of calendar. Chapter 12 keeps one as a hit list beginning with Sichon and Og, kings defeated by Moshe in the book of Deuteronomy, and the names of 31 more defeated by Joshua. And though Joshua's victories are many, chapter 13 recounts how Joshua is, quote, advanced in years, and there is still unfinished business with the Philistines and the Geshurites. But God tells him that the score will eventually be settled, and their lands will be allocated according to Lot, as well as the lands to the east of the Jordan already divided up in earlier days. Chapter 14 sees the return of Kalev, son of Yefuneh, one of the original spies whom Moshe had sent to provide human intelligence about Canaan. And he's come to collect what Moshe promised him, land. So Yoshua grants him the city of Hebron, which, the text tells us, used to be called Kiryat Arba, after Arba the giant, whose stronghold it was. Kalev would use his city as a base for further attacks against the remaining Anakim, the giants, striking out against Sheshai, Achiman, and Talmai, before heading to Kiryat Sefer, where he pledges his daughter Ahash's hand in marriage to the man who captures the city. Otniel ben Kenaz, his nephew, prevails and thus marries Achash, who then encourages Otniel to ask for more arable land while she asks for access to water. The rest of chapter 15 lays out the borders of the tribe of Yehudah and indicates that even with all towns and cities that fell into Jewish hands, one indigenous people remained firmly ensconced in their walled city, Jerusalem, the Jebusites, who live there, quote, to this day. Thus endeth the summation, and beginneth the consideration. To this day, I'm not so sure about the connection between Easter eggs and bunnies. But I'm sure about the connection between Easter eggs and popular culture. Next! Sorry, this Easter, lots of bunnies are trying to be the Cadbury bunny. Easter eggs on Easter are eggs dyed in pastel colors and decorated with the express purpose of being hidden from children. The Easter egg in popular culture, most broadly defined, is an intentional inside joke, a hidden message or feature that only the keen of eye will uncover. For example, the caricaturist Al Hirschfeld drew for the New York Times for almost eight decades. His subjects were the various individuals who populated pages of America's newspaper of records, such as Liza Minnelli, Muhammad Ali, the Beatles, or Carol Channing, to name a few. Um, after the birth of his daughter, Nina, Hirschfeld hid his daughter's name in his drawings. Nina would appear in a sleeve or a hairdo or somewhere in the background. Next to Hirschfeld's signature in the lower right-hand corner, he would write a number indicating to the viewer how many Ninas were hidden in the drawings. I'll link to some examples of Hirschfeld's work at the show page and at thenextjew.com. Other artists in different media would embed Easter eggs in their work, like Diego Rivera, who would include himself in his murals. Alfred Hitchcock made cameo appearances in his movies. Stan Lee makes a cameo in every Marvel movie ever released. Walt Disney embedded various hidden Mickeys throughout the many Disney parks. The letter and number combination A113 appears in every Pixar movie and many animated Disney movies. Classroom A113 at the California Institute of the Arts was used by now Pixar head John Lasseter and director Brad Bird in their early years as students. Today, Classroom A113 is the first year graphic design studio. I'll link to the list of Pixar A113 easter eggs at the show pages and at the next Jew. So what's the connection between easter eggs and this week's portion? Well, this week's portion has a bit of an easter egg omelette in it. First of all, the hunt isn't all that hard, but if you have a broader perspective and an eye for plot devices, then the hidden eggs inside Chapter 15 are revealed. Second, the hidden bits have to be assembled to form the egg. I'll explain. First, we have the introduction of Otniel ben Kenaz. He merits mention here as the heroic Judahite who steps forward to seize Kiryat Sefer and in so doing gets the daughter of Kalev as a prize. Incidentally, he also happens to be Kalev's nephew, so they're keeping it in the family. Otniel will return later in Judges 1 when this whole story is repeated with some slight variations, but this is not the Easter egg years after yoshua's death when as predicted the jews whore after local idols and as judge three reports god punishes them by letting them fall under subjection to the rhymiest local king kushan rishathaim the king of Aram Naharaim in mesopotamia for eight long years it is then when Otniel returns and commands four whole verses about how he rallies the troops and overthrows the yoke of Kushan Rishatayim, the king of Aramnaharaim, and in so doing buys 40 years of peace for the Jews until his death. Which is not a bad deal at all, by the way. But as I said, Otniel's early appearance is not the whole Easter egg. It is what Kalev dares and Otniel accomplishes that is the yoke. This trope of offering soldiers a prize for showing bravery and initiative Kalev does it here in the attack on Kiryat Sefer, which winks knowingly to a similar offer from a different military leader who also challenges his men to lead the capture of a walled city with the offer of a prize. And there, too, the leader's nephew takes up the challenge and indeed accomplishes the mission. Which leader is that? And who is his nephew, you wonder? Well, chapter 15 provides a hint, the white part of the Easter egg in the concluding verse of the chapter, telling us that all the city-states in the land of Judah all fell into the hands of the Jews except for one, Jerusalem, which, quote, the Judahites were not able to dispossess, and the Jebusites have dwelled alongside the Judahites to this day. So, beating the yolk and the white and adding some heat gets you the following Easter egg omelet. Otniel's story here mirrors the story of Joab ben Shruya, David's nephew, who earns a prize for valor from his uncle when he seizes the Jebusite city of Jerusalem, David's future capital. Otniel, however, is a very different egg than Yoav. Precisely how different, we'll have to wait for a later episode on the book of Samuel. If you like what you heard today, tell a friend, send them an email to say, hey, you should check out Tanakhcast. Or you could do the social media thing and like TanakhCast at the show pages on Facebook or Google+. Or you could leave a kind word in the comments section at thenextjew.com. Or write a brief review at the iTunes store. Or find TanachCast at Stitcher Smart Radio or SoundCloud and leave a kind word there. It's a small thing, really, but it will help me and help other people find TanachCast. I thank you in advance for that. And encourage you to come back and join us next week-ish for episode 55, and we continue with the book of Joshua, chapter 16 through 19.